right, guys, we're recording this on a Wednesday in October. Excited for another episode of the Nudgecast, and we have a good one for you this time, guys. We are welcoming in Karen Paddock from karenpaddock.com, also the Wellness Business Podcast, and we, we just recently recorded with her uh, compatriot on that show, Kathleen Legris, as well. So happy to round this out and get maybe even the better half on this one. Don't tell Kathleen. <laughs> um, Karen, how's it going over there? It's going so good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat all things workshops. Heck yes. So let's uh, actually, before we get into that, just so uh, our listeners kind of know who you are, if they aren't familiar already, because I know you do have a little bit of a crossover audience with us. um, Can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into what you do? Sure. Actually, back in 2011, I just on a personal journey joined the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And not for any particular reason of building a big business, but I had spent some years cleaning up my diet and moving into this health space. And I thought, you know what, this is feels like the next best step. Then once I graduated, I was all about, oh yeah, I want to get this message out. I want to help people. So I started building my health coaching business using workshops actually. And we're going to talk more about that. I know. And then from there, I had so many of my fellow IIN classmates saying, how are you building your business? Because I had already built several businesses in the past. So I was using that expertise and applying it to my health coaching business. And I also run a business with my husband. And so I started teaching them. And gradually, I I started spending more time business coaching than health coaching, and I needed to make a decision just to keep my um, keep from going insane. Actually, too many (laughs) too many uh, irons in the fire. So, at the end of 2012, I made the decision. I'm just going all in on business coaching, and I've been in this space supporting health coaches and fitness pros and nutritionists ever since. And I love it. I love having an online business. I love everything it represents. And I love sharing my knowledge and expertise with my clients. Well, you and I definitely share that, the love for having an online business. We're really having fun, I guess. Um, You know, it's it's sort of morbid to say, but really having fun during a pandemic with just the comfort of working from our own home and (laughs) still being able to grow and thrive a little bit while this is all going on and honestly help a lot of people who are you know, at a turning point out there. So I think this is going to be a pretty exciting conversation for a lot of the folks we have listening as well. Um, uh, just, I guess to start, I'm curious, where are a lot of the coaches in their sort of journey when they start working with you? Where are they in their business? Are they early? Are they, have they been trying this for a long time? Um, what do you find? Yeah, typically they're either very brand new and they're doing the right thing by getting some mentorship, or they've been at it for, let's say, 18 months to two years, struggling Mm -hmm. along, trying to apply a lot of free knowledge, whether through webinars or downloads or live streams, and just can't seem to, in either case, put together a process or a structure to attract clients and then easily convert them into paying clients. And so by no fault of their own, there's a lot of information out there. I know when I started, there wasn't nearly as much information. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, Using social media to grow your business was relatively new. Basically at that time, our only options were Facebook, 
Twitter and, and kind of LinkedIn, but wasn't really appropriate for health coaching. And so it, 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 they're struggling from the standpoint that they don't have what I like to call a customer journey in place. They haven't figured it out. And if they don't know what it is as a coach and the business owner, how in the world are they going to parlay that to a potential client? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such an important point. That's actually, I'm glad you used that language because that's the same language we've used um, in past episode. Really making sure is one of the first steps you understand every step of your customer journey and what that looks like. So I guess transitioning into the topic today and, and the fact that you've grown a business using workshops um, is incredibly helpful to this conversation and are really the guru here. Curious, um, when we look at the customer journey, if you are using workshops as a growth strategy, what is unique about that and what does that look like? So let's go back to when I was a health coach because yeah. that seems more appropriate for the audience listening. I did in the beginning, I did what was available to me and actually what I learned in IIN, which was create a free download and then build out a follow-up email sequence. And that worked okay, but I knew I needed something that was going to speed up the process. And I really, from the minute I became a health coach, I knew I wanted to embrace this online coaching space. I knew I didn't want to limit myself geographically to my local area. I wanted to expand my reach. And so I knew social media was part of that. And when I started to think about how am I going to speed up the process of attracting my clients, growing my email list so I can nurture that relationship, and then move them into whatever program I was offering at that moment, I landed on workshops. And back then, again, we didn't have as many tools and options and platforms available that we have now. So, you know, we're going back to 2011, 2012, and even into 2013. And so I landed on workshops and I knew instinctively that this was a way that I could capture emails with registration. I could spend an hour with this audience nurturing them. And this is actually whether it be in person or online, but spend an hour with them, nurturing them with a, with a piece of content, a topic that they obviously were interested in because they signed up for it, which means I've already eliminated the tire kickers. I'm, my room, whether real in life or virtual, is filled with people that are interested in this topic. This topic is aligned with what I coach and my paid programs. And then through the workshop itself, I was able to make an offer at the end to either get someone on a discovery call or directly enroll them in my paid program. And so that was the process that I took. And I did these consistently every single month. And so once I started that process and became committed to it, I actually grew my email list to 2000 subscribers over a period of 18 months, mm -hmm. which yes, I was offering, I was offering small paid programs, but I hadn't really dove into like what I called my signature program. I was doing one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one coaching and then maybe um, some paid workshops mm -hmm. and I hadn't really found my groove. And honestly, I was a little nervous. I was new and I was nervous to pitch my audience my email list, I should say. I was doing all right with pitching in the workshop, but mm -hmm. actually 
saying, okay, I'm going to launch this thing and it's going to be a big group program. Yeah, I was pretty nervous to do that. But at that point, after that 18 months, I'm like, okay, I need to stop treating this like kind of a business, kind of a hobby and like go all in and then let the chips fall where they may. And so that very first major launch that I did, it was 54 students, $9,900 in revenue. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am <laughs> so old. I can't wait I'm to in. do this I'm again. In. <laughs> exactly. It was incredible. So once I knew that all of this, yes, it was a great list builder and it was also a great way to fill a group program, then you know, the sky's the limit once you get to that point. Yeah. I, I hope I don't get a sidetracked here. Um, so Mac, you'll have to bring us back after this thought, but is it bad that I was just feeling really nostalgic for 2011, 2012, 2013, when there wasn't so much digital clutter that we all had to deal with? Yeah. No, I know it's, it, it's a lot. And I think for coaches that a lot of coaches that get into this business because they are heart centered or they really truly just do want to help people. Mm-hmm. that aren't really signing up to do all this crazy marketing and learning social media and funnels and all these things. I, you know, I can understand the overwhelm and the frustration. And that's why I love workshops from the standpoint that it really hits multiple targets in your business to really speed up that customer mm-hmm. journey. So it, it, it's just a great option. Yeah. Yeah. One thing too, you touched on, I think is so important because I know, this topic is one that we have a lot of conversations with our either prospects or customers on is that idea of, you know, using, using different resources for client acquisition. And I think one thing that's so important that you touched on is making sure there is that alignment between what is your, you know, your lead capture and to whatever your, your actual premium offering is or paid offering it. Cause I think sometimes what happens is people start going down the path of, I know I need to have something free, some kind of freebie to capture the email address, but maybe the value provided by that piece doesn't completely align with their actual paid offering. And they create this kind of awkward step between the two. So I think it is so important, like you said, making sure the topic and, and the focus of that, of that workshop really does align with your actual overall pro, uh, programming. Sure, because really, when you start to fill your email list with people that aren't your ideal clients, they, that aren't really truly interested in what you have to offer. So maybe you offered a more generic general freebie and they sign up and you're, you're, you know, your program is about thyroid health. Well, if they're not looking for that, you get yourself into a situation where when you do promote, you don't make any sales or you make very few and then you feel deflated. And I'm speaking to this because I kind of did this in the beginning when Mm -hmm. I was a business coach. And so it, it's better to have a small list of super specific ideal clients that are looking for the support that you offer than a big list that is just filled with general health tire kickers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, think, yeah, I like the I like the phrasing tire kickers. That tire really well, I think, I mean, we, and I guess every company probably wrestles with this, especially early on, because I know we've yeah. had different blog posts we've written maybe early on and we didn't really, you know, I, I think we, every content piece may be better at attracting people at different stages of the funnel, but it is something I would encourage everyone listening to really be thinking about is the type of content you're putting out there because I really will dictate the type of folks who are finding your website 
for better or worse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just to your point, making sure quality is something you are thinking about. Absolutely. And um, I guess this gets to an interesting question and this may be kind of a hard hypothetical and will depend on exactly what you're offering to some extent. Um, So I don't want to oversell this one, but do you find that like you can see directly in kind of the conversion rates or the close rates for the workshops that you run? Like you can get a sense of your audience alignment based on those conversion rates. And if so, is there something like even a number that you shoot for in the stuff that you do personally? Good question. Yeah. So it definitely all starts with the workshop title. Because Mm -hmm. again, if you're not attracting the right person for that offer, then it doesn't matter how great that training is. doesn't matter that it's free because the end goal is going to be convert those people into paying clients. And so they're not going to convert. And so again, I guess I want to focus on specifically for health and wellness business owners. The idea is you know, there, you know, there's a lot that goes into getting people to register. And then the next step is getting them to show up live, because if you can get them to show up live, now you can get a 20, 25% conversion rate more than likely because they're there in the moment, they're emotionally connected and they actually heard the information where if you're relying on someone to watch a replay or if you've done this someday, we'll get back to in-person workshops, right? And if the person missed it, they missed <laughs> sure it. Sure hope so. What, what is that? I don't know what in-person means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it, you have to do, there's some other work and due diligence in the process in order to make sure that you get a higher conversion rate. So there's no uh, standard across the board. It just depends on the person that's doing the workshop and are they aligning. And, and I think, um, well, before we were started recording, Mac mentioned that I have 12 different topics of workshops done for you workshops that are, that I offer to my clients. Those are all very specific topics. So, and the idea is that they can take it as is, or they can even make it niche it down a little bit more to make it align with their audience. And it truly is more than half the battle of getting those clients to invest in your program if you can get the right people on the front end. Yeah, could you expand on that a little bit? As you mentioned, you have these these different um, kind of templates already created. Can you touch on maybe one of those examples and then maybe what a subsequent kind of premium offering you'd maybe be trying to upsell people into following that workshop just to kind of show that alignment of topics? Sure. So I have one of my workshops is, uh, is about gut health. And so if we have a coach that is, that focuses on gut health, that is helping people with IBS, is helping people with Crohn's disease, things like that, this is going to be a great workshop for them to start with. And it's really like a 101, it's an introduction to gut health. And so on the front end, if someone thinks they have a gut problem or they've been feeling that way, they're going to be more likely to jump in there. Now, if your program is specific to, let's say, Crohn's disease or SIBO or something like that, Mm -hmm. then I would recommend that you change that title a little bit so that you know you're getting those people. And here's, you know, I teach all the time that there, there's different steps 
that your customer is at in their own personal journey, not their journey with you as the coach, but your own personal journey. One, a lot of them are problem unaware. So those people are not your people. No yeah. matter how great your information is, if they're unaware that this is really a problem and they're chalking it up to age or they're chalking it up to their weight or whatever, their lack of exercise, you're never going to convince those people. But if they are at least problem aware, thinking, okay, I know my gut doesn't feel right. I know that something's going on here. I'm always bloated. I'm always in pain. I'm always this. I'm always that. Now you can get their attention. And if you're someone, again, that's, let's say you're a SIBO specialist, then, and you change that title, then your customer is probably more likely solution aware, meaning they probably already have a diagnosis from their doctor and now they're looking on their own to further that. And so depending on where you want to come in on the conversation with your client, do you want to be at the very beginning? Do you want to help them get a diagnosis? Do you want to help them learn the basics of better gut health? great, then keep that title the same. If you want to be more of a specialist, and let's face it, we are in a world of specialists. The more specialized you can be, the more premium prices you can charge, the more likely you are going to have the very best clients that are really in it to win it, then go ahead and change that title so that you, again, are attracting the right people. So how do you know if you're looking for someone who's problem aware versus solution aware? Um, can you That's break those word. terms down a little bit too? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really your choice as a coach where you want to come in on that personal journey. I have a lot of clients that I've worked with. They don't want to be the 101 teachers. They don't want to help people figure out their diagnosis. They want people that have already gotten a diagnosis of A, B, or C and mm -hmm. they're ready, like they are primed and ready because they're going to be the best clients. They're going to do everything you tell them to do. They're not going to be haphazard. And like I said, you're going to be able to be charged more premium prices. So that means that your client, solution aware, more than likely has already gotten a diagnosis. Is it thyroid? Is it menopause? Is it, you know, is it SIBO? Whatever. They're going to be more likely to be totally immersed in your program and be one of your star students, star clients, than someone who's like, oh, maybe I'll spend this $97 and see. Now, there are other coaches that want to be there in the very beginning, and they like the idea of having, let's say, a $97 price point, a free workshop that leads to, let's say, mostly a DIY program, maybe some Facebook group support, where they can help them see that, guess what? If you just change these few things, you're going to get results. And then I also have this one-on-one -on -one coaching program where you and I together will go on this journey and I'll be able to support you personally in a more intimate way to get you even better results than you would get on your own or even from your local doctor because they're just too busy right? So it opens up, there's a space for everyone and it's very personalized to each coach. There isn't mm -hmm. a right or wrong way to do it. Yeah, no, that's, that's really great. We actually use, I kind of use the same exact terminology. And I think I got it from, I know, so Brian Harris at Growth Tools uses that terminology too, just someone I follow okay. um, closely. And it was so helpful to me in kind of, you know, the early days of, of transitioning some of our marketing at Nudge to really understand the difference there and, and 
be able to frame things appropriately for it. So I wanted to, I really appreciate you drilling down on that a little bit more. Um, I guess that's, that's, we've kind of covered getting people in the door. Um, now I want to jump to kind of the workshop itself. Is there a kind of most common pitfall or thing that you see people miss in terms of how they handle the workshop itself um, that could help a lot of the coaches out there be more effective at actually having more success, maybe converting more clients from these? Yeah. It's the sales conversation mm-hmm. all day long, right? They do, <laughs> Not surprised. They do so great. They do so great in delivering all the free information and they feel really good about that. But then when it comes to the sales pitch, it's like ugh, pulling teeth. They don't want to say, I have this next step and it costs this much. It's this mm-hmm. much of an investment. And so I really do a lot of work with the coaches that buy my programs, my wellness workshops, simply because I want them to get past those limiting beliefs because it's totally in their mind. They do not know the financial situation for the person that's attending their workshop. They don't know how motivated that person is. And so trying to decide that is a problem. It's also mm-hmm. a problem if you don't feel like your program has that value to it, right? It mm-hmm. should be appropriately priced so that you feel good about making that offer. It might be way more valuable. Down the road, you might be able to charge a lot more money for it. But to start, get your head wrapped around whatever price point you feel comfortable with. And my, I always recommend do that for three clients. And then after that, you raise your price by 10 to 15%. And you keep giving yourself incremental raises because every single client that you have is going to build your confidence and you're going to feel better about your program. And it's just this natural transition. If someone is stuck with you through the entire workshop, they've, you know, you've started this workshop and you've gotten, you've gotten their attention by saying, if you're here because you have this symptom, this problem, these feelings, you're in the right place. And you get them shaking their head. Yes, this is me. I am in the right place. Great. Now you've got their attention. Now you go into teaching all the good stuff, all the things that you promised. They're loving it. They're taking notes. They're filling out their attendee workbook. All of it's going really well. And think about when you've been on any training. If that trainer or that leader or that expert didn't say, hey, Mac, hey, Phil, here's the next step. You're loving what you're hearing. And then they just go, okay, peace out. Let's, we'll see you later, alligator, right? It, they're going to be left like, okay, this is great, but I really would love some support on this, or I have more questions, or what's the next step? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just such a perfect system because it leads you to the point where you can very naturally say, here's my offer. And you do that simply by, okay, you're wrapping up the training part of it, you're teaching, and then you come back around to, I don't know why you showed up here today, but if it was for this reason or this reason or this reason, then let me tell you about this special offer that I have. Mm-hmm. This is probably going to be a really fit for you, really good fit for you. So let me tell you about it and why it's so important for you to come and do this program with me, right? Join me in this program because you can get this transformation and that transformation and these results. And so it's just a natural conversation. You're not just like shutting one door and then opening the next and saying, okay, buy my program. 
it's just an opportunity that you're making an offer. Some people will take you up on it. Some people might not be ready. They may need to hear that workshop two or three times before they're super excited about it. I know there are programs that I've had to hear a couple times before, okay, I'm ready to pull out my credit card and buy. It's just a natural transition. But this whole process and the way I set up my workshops is just a natural, just a conversation and letting them make the decision. Yeah. One thing I love so much about this, I think it's so important, especially is kind of when you started of some of the basics IN was teaching regarding kind of a lead capture and email list. I think something like a workshop is so important for building trust, getting a person to a point they feel comfortable making that purchase. And just a question along those lines is when you're doing these workshops, how long do you typically recommend a workshop be? Is there a certain length you see as kind of the ideal for really kind of building that connection with the audience or the attendees? Yeah, so the workshops that I design are typically, uh, you know, designed to be about 45 minutes. I think that's a good amount of time to welcome them in, get their attention, teach, and then go into the conversation, the, the sales conversation, the offer. At that point, it really moves into a Q&A part of the workshop where you're allowing 10 to 15 minutes to answer questions. Now, I encourage coaches to, through the workshop, I give them spots where they can bring in their own stories and bring in their case studies and their testimonials. And so depending on how elaborate they are, they might take 60 minutes to get to Q&A, right? So, but but my feeling is 45 minutes, 15 minutes for Q&A. And if you have more questions after that 15 minutes, that means you just have a room full of really hot leads. Yep. Yeah. Go for it. (laughs) And we've all worked with the guy or gal that can't tell their own story in less than half an hour. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So I guess last nuts and bolts question I have anyway, before uh, we get you out of here so that we don't go on past 45 minutes. Um, I'm curious about follow-up. What do you recommend as far as follow-up after these workshops for the folks that you're working with? Yeah. So let's just say, I mean, do we want to stick with just virtually or do you want to hear? Yeah, let's start virtually. Okay, virtually. Of course, you're going to send a replay. I mean, I think most people in this day and age expect a replay. And I think it's just the courteous thing to do because I think a lot of people sign up and if they know they will get the replay, great, then you'll get more signups that way. Mm-hmm. Will every single person mm-hmm. watch that replay? Absolutely not. But <laughs> nope. you want to make sure that you give them, you know, some scarcity and some urgency around watching that replay. Like, okay, it's only going to be available for 72 hours. That's and at the end of it, I made a special offer or I gave you a free download link. So be sure to watch it all the way through. So some kind of incentive that is outside of the paid offer that gets them to the end. So, okay, they're hanging around and they're watching. So the other thing that you can do that's really simple is just do some timestamps in your, in your replay email so that they can kind of jump if they want to certain areas in the, in the recording. Beyond that, I think you should have an email sequence, email sales sequence that's going out, probably at least five emails and you are following up and you're reminding them of some of the great case studies because you, that you've had that, that you have gotten these results with someone else. or you've gotten these results for yourself. And the thing is you're going to have people that on your email list that didn't sign up for Mm -hmm. that workshop 
that very very well will still buy your program. They're just not workshop people. Yep. But that workshop, to your point, Bill, is yes, you speed up that customer journey with them so much more because you're spending an hour with them. So just think the difference between you showing up on video, spending an hour with someone versus, okay, once a week they get an email from you and they may or may not read. That there's totally, you know, it's totally a different kind of journey. And so if you want faster results and you want to get more paying clients more quickly, then you're going to do something like this, like a workshop versus just rely on good old email and then posting, which is a very passive, in my opinion, posting on social media is a very passive approach. We all need to do it. We all need to show up there. But is that really getting us clients? Uh, not for a long time, mm-hmm. not for a long time. Well, I think you touched on something too, just because a person doesn't purchase right now, doesn't mean they won't be ready to purchase next time. And I think just each one of these touch points is so valuable to that, uh, to that journey as you outline. So let's just stop there for a second, because that's a really good point. I always recommend after the whole sales process, you've done the workshop, you've done the follow-up email sequence, everything's said and done. You've done, you've gotten your people enrolled in your program. Now it's time to follow up with the people that didn't buy. It is really important to follow up and you can do that really easily through a survey and just figure out, do your best on, you know, we have some, uh, I don't know if you all have any podcast episodes that talk about surveys, but it's, there's a lot of information out there on how to structure them, but Mm. it would be great to know, was it your overall messaging wasn't on point? Was it timing? Was it price? Was it the way it was going to be delivered just doesn't work for them? What was it? right? If it's price, maybe you need to offer a payment plan. If it's timing, then it's timing. Maybe if they don't want it dripped out, they want the program all at once because they're fast studies, right? That might be something you want to consider. So find out at least where the hiccups were so that the next time, if you choose, you can intentionally make a decision to adjust your marketing and your delivery accordingly. But again, knowledge is power and you have to know that information so that the next time your launch will be even better. I love it. So what I've learned today that I love, I'm just going to go ahead and look at <laughs> the things that I love. Okay. You just sped up the customer journey and the sales process by using workshops as our, our strategy. I freaking love it. Um, the other piece, we're getting really usable feedback that we can use again to be more effective in the future. Those are the two things that I think are just incredibly awesome takeaways from this. Um, so I'm so excited to actually... We just are about to close enrollment for something ourselves right now. So I'm literally going to use one of those in the next couple of days. Yeah, definitely. And if you want a model of that, let me know. And I'll share my, I'll share one that I'm doing right now. As a matter of fact, a survey that I'm, I'm running right now to get feedback <laughs> from my ideal client. So awesome. Let me well, know. well, speaking of things that you're using right now, can you um, tell us where people can a learn more about you and what we can give them access to that'd be helpful to them? Yeah, so uh, my website is karenpaddock.com, and I think you're going to link that up in the show notes, so I won't go bother uh, spelling it. The other place that I spend most of my time is on Instagram, which again is karenpaddock, and 
I do have something free for your audience that I think would be really helpful. So this is called the Ultimate Health Coach Success Blueprint. And the idea of this is really, it, it, it's almost like a class in and of itself. It's a download, but it will help them figure out things like what is their sweet spot in coaching, right? We need to know that. Who's their ideal client? So this is educational, and then there's some some questions and a work a workbook piece of it, and then from there it's going to take them into really the foundational pillars of what a coaching business, a successful, profitable coaching business, really is. And so, it's just a great piece of content to get coaches started so that they can take all of that, whether they're new or they've been collecting data for a long time, and just put it assemble it into a great structure that they can rinse and repeat again and again, because the more rinse and repeat we can get into our business, that means we can automate. That means that we can spend more time doing what we love versus creating something new or recreating the wheel, right? We only want to do that when it's strategic. Absolutely. Couldn't have said that better myself. Well, Karen, thank you so much for doing this. This is always awesome to talk to you. We always learn something from you and Kathleen as well. So you guys are (laughs) just the best to hang out with. Um, Thanks so much for being here and for all your help. Thanks for having me. I loved every minute of it. All right, guys, that's another episode of the Nudgecast. Um, For Mac, for Max Cat, for Karen, for Kathleen from last episode, check out these guys on the Wellness Business Podcast as well. Um, We'll see you again next time. Thanks again. Thank you.